Welcome to Elevation Entourage Podcast, where we believe every woman entrepreneur deserves her own loyal entourage of peers who elevate, support, and hold her accountable for playing big in the marketplace. I'm your host, Dr. Cheryl Wood, an international empowerment speaker, 11-time best-selling author, and master speaker development coach. I'm committed to elevating, empowering, and educating women entrepreneurs globally with strategies to launch, build, grow, and monetize their brands. I specialize in equipping women entrepreneurs to find the power in their story and unleash the power of their voice. Boy, oh boy, do I have an amazing and exciting surprise for you, all of my listeners here on Elevation Entourage Podcast. For the next two episodes, I'm giving you a juicy treat. Yep. I'm going to allow you to eavesdrop on a powerful conversation I had with none other than world-renowned breakthrough specialist, world-renowned speaker, and many of you know her from The Secret, Lisa Nichols. I had the privilege of having a dialogue with Lisa as a part of an exclusive community that I spearhead called Elevation Entourage. It's the membership that you guys hear me talk about quite frequently. And of course, we'd love to have you over there in that community as a member. All you have to do is go to bit.ly backslash EE squad, bit.ly backslash EE squad. But I invited Lisa into this community. She accepted. And boy, oh boy, I'm telling you now, have your notepads and pens ready for all of the nuggets that this powerhouse dropped. So prep yourself for these next two episodes as you get to listen in on a conversation that I had with Lisa Nichols. I want to go ahead and get started. So the first thing that I like to do is just do a mic check with my guests. Are you able to go ahead and turn your camera on and unmute yourself so we can see you? Check baby one, two. Baby one. <laughs> okay. Now, I know everybody's, they're screaming and going crazy. Guys, hello. Because I did not tell them it was you. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Hello from Nassau, Bahamas, where I have had the pleasure of being uh, quarantined. <laughs> hey, girl. Well, wait a minute hey, now. Sister. Lisa, on a personal note, I see what you quarantine with. And I'm just saying, that's not too bad. You, you. <laughs> Look, y'all, I was packing all my bags as fast as I can. I said, I know they about to shut down the airport soon. Let me hold, Let me get over there next to that, viewing that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So look, I know your time is just so valuable. I Thank you, first of all, for your yes. Um, it is so powerful and uh, you know I got to tell a quick story and then I'll, I'll give you kind of a proper intro and then we'll just jump into the conversation because this hour is going to go so fast um, but look if you guys don't know so I was uh, one of those raving stalkers I mean fans um, of Lisa Nichols <laughs> just like the millions right <laughs> just like the millions of other people around the world who watch her and you all you guys kind of know my backstory you know i grew up in poverty grew up on government assistance my daddy suffered from alcoholism went through that whole so i had a whole lot of head trash going on anyway and then i kind of came into the world and the world was telling me who i couldn't be because i didn't have letters behind my name so that head trash was on top of it so i came from this space where i already was 
questioning if I was good enough to be a leader, an influencer, a giant in the world. And I come across this lady, Lisa Nichols, and I'm like, whoa. And I'm watching The Secret and I'm listening to it in the car and I'm seeing her on Oprah. And, and so I'm, I'm starting to follow her work and loving that I feel like she's speaking directly to me, right? Every time she opens her mouth, I feel like she's speaking directly to me. And so I finally get the opportunity to meet her in person in 2011, at the top of 2011, at the Power Networking Conference with Dr. George Frazier. And what I loved about Lisa was that she, she was so personable. I'm like, wow, I didn't expect that part. And if you remember, you opened up your suite. And he was like, anybody who want to come, just come. And you just were pouring into us. Jan, I fed y'all. Because, you know, if you invite somebody into your house, you need to feed them, whether it's a hotel room. And fed us. Amen. And fed us. And was just so personal and ask, you know, answering questions and all this good stuff. And she got around to me. I asked this question. And she was making recommendations. And she's making recommendations. She's like, okay, well, well, I would recommend that you get my, I think it was like a five-part CD. And it was like 97 bucks. And she's like, can you afford it? Y'all, I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I could not afford it. I had spent my last coin on the flight to get there, on my ticket to be there, and my hotel room. And I remember praying, God, please let them feed us at this conference because I, otherwise I'm not going to eat. I'm going to be real skinty this weekend. And, but that was the start of the uh, shift, shifting of you, you in terms of you impacting my life in such a big way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but it wasn't until almost seven years later that I actually connected. And that's why I believe in divine timing, mm-hmm. right? Like everything as it's meant to be in divine timing. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, I don't know if she knows this, but she's my best friend in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right with that. I'm all because right. you have truly, so I just want to thank you publicly in front of my community, my tribe mm-hmm. for all that you you do for the world, but all that you've done for me and, mm-hmm. and giving me an example of what I can be because you are walking it. And when I see another woman who looks like me, number one, you're a woman, number two, looks like me. That makes me believe if she can, I can. So Mm -hmm. I just want to thank you for how you have poured into me and served me so well in my journey um, and for your yesterday. Amen. Absolutely. Listen, um, first of all, I thought she was going to tell another story. So I'm going to tell that story. Um, And, uh, and, and I'm not going to lie. It wasn't an easy yesterday, but it was a necessary yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, in this time where everyone's on quarantine, everyone's doing online learning, you know, my phone is ringing off the hook. And then when white America starts seeing what black America has been seeing for years, my phone is ringing off the hook on both sides, you know, so it literally is that, and I understand that. And I want to, I want to be a part of the solution to the degree in which I can um, and I, I feel like I can. And so your yes was necessary because I knew my sister soldiers would be here. You know, I knew that it would be a, a place. I thought you were going to tell the story of seven years later. We're in, is it Florida? Where did you keynote? And the I, one, I was the, one, the one where I, I didn't sell? That one. So <laughs> what, what, what city was that? That was in Maryland. That was at the oh, at Maryland. Okay. All right. So we have, we're in Maryland and, and I'm the featured speaker. And then there's some really great other speakers, Cheryl being one. And I didn't, I, I didn't, I met Cheryl, but I didn't, you know, I meet a lot of people. So we hadn't had our really one-on-one connection outside. Oh, by the way, when I asked you, could you afford it? Notice how I, she said, I asked her, can you afford it? Cause I'm okay having, healthy conversations about money. Mm. 
because she could have just heard about the, the, the program and then walked away without it had I not been bold enough to say, can you afford it? And she was honest enough to say, no. Did I give you the program? I hope I did. Did I give it yeah. to you? Did you give me the program? You gave me the program. You signed it. I'm holding on to that thing because I know it's going to work. be worth... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, no. Listen. Yes, I have it. You get it. Hold on to it. Be clear. Hold on to it. Okay, man. I want to make sure we follow that through. Like, did you get it? Did I just ask you about your money? Didn't I give it to you? Because I can't remember what happened. So in Maryland, I'm, I, 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 I don't know if I'd spoken yet or not. Maybe I'd already spoken. I'm not sure. But I walk into the room and only imagine, you know, everything that Cheryl said about how she uh, regards me and I'm honored, sis, I don't take that for granted. But she literally, we have a similar story so I could see that I, if, I, if I heard someone's story like mine and I have a similar story the way Cheryl does, I'd be like, and she looked like me too, I'd be like, oh my God, she's making it possible. So I can only imagine what she was feeling. So Cheryl is in the middle, you guys, of her keynote talking about this woman, Lisa Nichols, you know, doing the correlation, doing a couple of quotes, and I walk in the door. Right, that's Alicia, that's how my, that's how her mouth was. So she's like this, and, you, and I'm, and, 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 and she looked at me, she's like, I, 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 which I can understand, and I was like, I walk in and I can't walk in anywhere low key now. I try to be on DL. There's no DL in my life right now, right? I try to wear shades and like, we can still see your hair. We can still see your lips. We can still see your smile. It's not working. And so I'm trying to slide in the back of the room and Cheryl, it, it was very awkward. I didn't know whether I should slide out, but I liked her. I'm like, ooh, this girl good. And I'm in a season now where, um, you know, in my prayer time seven, eight years ago, um, God said, listen, you've been Michael Jordan for a long time in speaking. Now I need you to become Phil Jackson. Mm. Right. Very clear. And I, and I was praying, God, what's my next season? I, mm. I, I, all my dreams have been surpassed by that. God, I'm getting bored. I don't want to get bored. I'm too young. And then that's when I got that prayer time. Oh no, no, you Phil Jackson, go find the other Michael Jordans. So I'm looking, I'm in the back of the room and I'm looking at her in the front. I was like, well, I think that's a Michael Jordan right there. Let me show her how to, let me, let me just put a little, a little fling on that, on, on that jump shot. Let me show her how to bend her knees a little more. Let me show her how to never leave any revenue on the table. Let me show her how she better not ever walk out with them house shoes again. Girl, I was all on her. I was on her because I knew she was willing to listen. I'm like, if you're willing, I'll tell you how the big gamers play because I've been graced enough and blessed enough to be in every room. And now I, I host the rooms. And so if you're willing, and she was like, I'm willing. So I saw it, I saw extraordinary being coachable. And so um, it was just crazy because I, 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 I cannot imagine talking about Dr. Maya Angelou in my early years. And then she walked in the door and listened to me speak. I, I, I don't know if I could have finished my sentence. So, and I'm not trying to equate myself to Dr. Angelou. I'm just saying my reference to her because that was the only person I had. And yeah. so, um, so anyway, Cheryl, I just want, that was, that's, that's my, be, my beginning with you was yeah. watching this dynamic, delicious sister girl tear it up on stage talking about her sister friend who inspires her. And then I walk in and she just did one little hiccup and then she kept rolling. Yeah, that I will never forget that. And, and then you went out in the hallway and <laughs> dialed Les Brown on the phone. 
Because you said you wanted to meet him and that you I had said I always want, yep, and you made okay. the phone call. And I'm just like, who does that? Because not a lot of leaders do that thing right there. But but here's what I remember. And then I told him, don't be a flake. You need to follow through. Yep. You need to know her. She don't need to know, you need to know her. I, I had to put some extra on it. I know. And I love when you do the head <laughs> thing too with it. I did it. <laughs> But, but one of the things that you told me, and I said I was going to give you the proper introduction, and I can do that later. I can read your bio later, but everybody know who Lisa Nichols is. So look, so, so one of the things you said to me that day <laughs> hurt my little feelings, but it was just truth. You wrong said folk, so. Wrong folk conversation, y'all. Wrong folk conversation. You did not allow me to excuse myself out of the fact that I did not sell anything the way I moved that audience. And here's what you said to me, the exact words. Because then I want you to take this into a whole conversation. You said, so, so you're more afraid of hearing no than you are of being broke. That's what you said. <laughs> I will never. Dr. Zoe just like, oh. Right, right. Never I will never forget you saying that. That shifted everything for me, Lisa. I had never had it put to me like that. I was, I was so used to serving like that. I had on, on lock, like, right. Right. But I wouldn't sell because I was afraid if I sold something, nobody would come to the table. Nobody would come over with the order form. And then I feel embarrassed. So you said, so you're basically more afraid of hearing no than of of staying broke. Changed. There was not another (laughs) engagement that I did after that where I didn't sell something. Right, right. Because if you realize something, and I know, ladies, we just jump right in, but that's how Cheryl and I roll. <laughs> if you realize that when you bring value, and type in chat, when I bring value, mm-hmm. when you bring value, it's your responsibility to give people access to more value. Mm. Hello, quit making it slimy. When you, Now, if you ain't bringing no value, and you just sucking up oxygen and wasting people's time, then you don't have a right to offer, ask people to buy anything from you. But if you're bringing value, it's your responsibility to give people access, write the rest now. It's my responsibility to give people access to more value. And then it's their choice. It's their choice, Melvina. It's their choice, Pastor Michelle, to say no or yes. But you can't take people's options from them, Gail. See, mm. I used to, now, I'm only, I was only on her so fast because I, I struggled with it for years and nobody came to my rescue. Mm-hmm. No one felt bold enough, Gail, to be able to say, Lisa, they would just say, oh my God, I would stand on stage, there would be six speakers, five white people and Lisa, five men and Lisa, the only woman, the only person of color, and the youngest person by 15 years. And I would get a roaring, riveting standing ovation. And I would go home praying that my lights were still on. Mm. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody pray the prayer? Anybody pray the prayer? Right. We all don't pray the prayer. Listen, I'm like, this don't make sense. This doesn't make sense. It wasn't a skill set. Now, how many of you, if this is you, type your name in chat. Because I like a dialogue, y'all. If this is you. It's not a skill set thing that's keeping you back. It's a self-esteem thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I, I, I'm sorry, Kendra. I'm sorry. I know, I know, Denise. Y'all know she brought in the heavy hitter. I don't know. Think about that. I'm just saying, I should have warmed y'all up. Hold on. Let me rub the camera. Let me rub you before I get all up in your stuff, before I'm all up in your face. I rubbed y'all. I, rub, I love you. And so that was like, and, 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 and what happened with her no one helped me figure out. So I'm sitting seven, eight years killing the stage and being killed in the bank. 
Mm. Killing the stage and having and I knew the, I knew the size of the envelope, y'all, when it was an NSF check notice. Mm. I knew that you you know I didn't have to open the envelope. I'm like this is another NSF check. That doesn't make sense. My life was incongruent. My contribution was incongruent to the abundance in my life, and I was responsible for that. No one was going to save me, and it wasn't a technique thing. That was the hard part of being blessed and gifted on stage was that I couldn't blame it on my performance. I couldn't blame it on the audience because they were given five minute ovations. All white audiences, 2,000, 10,000 people, 10,000 people, five minute ovation, and you go home broke? Shame mm. on me. Shame on me. And so I have to give up that story. And so a part of my commitment, especially when I'm with my sister girls and I'm with, I'm with my, my tribe, hold on. If what will it cost you to leave that story in your history? What will it cost you to pick up a new story? What will it benefit to you? How much can you serve? What I realize is that good people should do well. I want you to hear me. Good people should do well. Good people should make a lot of money. Mm. I know that sounds crazy. Let me tell you why. Because when good people like you make a lot of money, good people do more good. Mm. That simple reason, good people do more good. Whoever you are broke is the same person you're going to be wealthy. You're just going to be more of that person. So good people should do very well financially because we will do a lot of good. Think about it. I said I want to end battered women's shelters. I want to end battered women's shelters. I want to create women reinvention condos. Mm. If I'm walking away from a dude who's beating me up, I don't want to walk into a battered woman's shelter. I mm. want to walk into a new reinvention condo beachfront, by the way, with new furniture, not hand-me-down furniture. I got to make a lot of money. Y'all have been saying that's my dream for 10 years is that I want to put a condo in every state. And I want it to be a women's reinvention condo. And I want a woman who's walking away from an abuse of anything to go into a beautiful space that opens up new possibility for her mind just by the place she's living. I need money for that. That's just who I am. You're the same way. And if you had finances, endless finances, you would think differently. But you would think in the same zone that you're thinking, you just think bigger because now money isn't an issue. Does that make sense, you guys? I'm not all about money. I'm about mission and service contribution. I'm about legacy. But you need money to create that. So the first thing I did with Cheryl was I carefronted, carefronted, y'all, her mindset around money so we can we can handle that. Anyway, we, are we jumping all around? Tell me where you want to go. I just wanted to... Can I just say, mm, mm, mm. you about to make me, and I got on slippers right now, don't say nothing, but I'm about to throw it you out can. there. I'm about to throw it at the screen, Lisa. I'm about to throw it. <laughs> I got one with you. I got one with you. Look, we can wave them at each other. Listen, I, I love quarantine workshops. I love, I love quarantine workshops. Right, everybody. Take your slipper off and wave it when it gets good. Just take your slipper off and wave it when it gets good. Oh my, there's so much in everything that you just said. I mean, the, the chat is going crazy bananas because I know it's speaking to them because I know what this tribe needs. Yeah. Like they are where I was when you had that conversation with me. A yeah. lot of them are in that space. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, another thing that you said to me that was so powerful, I was at one of your uh, sessions. I think I was in Florida. And you said to me, I don't want you to take another speaking class. 
I don't want you to go to another speaker training. What I want you to do, I want you to flex your CEO hat and your CEO muscle. Can you explain to us what that means? What is flexing your CEO and how does that contribute to becoming this person who has abundance and is able to make impact in the world? Absolutely. So, so there's two parts of you that creates a business. How many of you by show of hands and when you put your hands up for this or type your name in chat, either one, but when you put your hands up, hold your hands up for a minute. Cause I'm going to scroll past all eight pages cause y'all rolling deep today. So how many of you um, put your hands up if you are an entrepreneur that's launching a business or stabilizing a business? Put your hands up. I see your hand up. I see a lot of hands up. Great. Page one. I see a lot of hands up. Great. I see you, Gail. I see you, Robin. See you, Michelle. See you, Aletha. I see you, Pastor. Okay, great. I'm on page three. Sharice, I see you. Zelda, I see you. Nanette, I see you. Okay, great. Now page four through eight, you guys um, type your name in chat. Uh, if it's you think you can put your hands down. Thank you so much. Great. Great. So you're entrepreneurs. So good. This is my kind of tribe. Y'all know. So, so when you are building a business of any sort, whether it's a business where you're going to sell um, uh, funky, you know, readers, so everybody ain't got to wear plain readers and you're going to do some nice frame readers or whether you're selling uh, fashionable uh, 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 calculators, whatever it is, or whether you're going to sell a gold mic for the speaker on the run, whatever it is, whatever you're doing, or whether you're selling content, right? If you're in the content business, then you're in the IP business, the intellectual property business. No matter what business you're in, uh, one, the concept of business, and I want you to write this down. Y'all know I'm a coach. I write this down. I'm not in entertainment, though I can be quite entertaining. <laughs> I'm not in entertainment. I'm in education. I'm very clear my lane. And I focus on transformation through education. And that requires you to take notes and for you to implement. Transformation is not a passive thing. It is an active process. Oh, are you recording? Because it's so loaded. Y'all might want to look at the recording later because oh, y'all oh, yeah. catch every three words. Uh, all the, all the folks who are already members of EE Squad get the replay. So right, get, okay. some of these other folks okay. are here. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, so, so when you're looking at business, businesses are created to do one of two things. One, to solve, to alleviate a pain. So people have a pain point, Right. Um, I see the sister doing hair. I'm grateful for the hairstylist that was just at my house last week because my hair was a pain point, right? Or, right, so you, you're in business to alleviate a pain. You create a business to alleviate a pain or you create a business to bring forth a desire. One or two things. Some businesses do both. For the example of hair, hair does both. The pain of my hair not being done, the desire to have my hair look amazing, to have me look amazing. So hair does both. Um, however, some businesses are exclusive. Excedrin is just in the pain relief business, right? Timeshares are just in the desire business. What you have to know is what pain do you relieve or what desire do you bring forth? You have to know that because that's what the consumer is coming to you for. So that's, I'm gonna start with that because that's, that's my business 101, right? Now, underneath that hat, you wear two hats. You wear the technician hat, write that down, technician. The technician is the skill set. So Catherine is being the technician right now while she's locking the locks, that's technician. When Cheryl is on stage, when Lisa's on stage right now doing this Zoom uh, webinar with you, this is technician. 
So the technician is your skill set. Does that make sense? So write that down. That's your skill set. Brenda, how many people go out of business is the skill set is exciting. The skill set is engaging. The skill set is creative. The skill set is the artist. That's the muscle that's fully developed. And so people spend 80% of their time being the technician. Going to one more speaker's class. Going to one more conference about speaking. Looking at writing, talking about writing, writing about writing, reading the writing. Like all of that's technical. While it's necessary, most people fail to spend equal to more time being the CEO of your business because it's energetically draining at times. The CEO part is not fun. The CEO part reminds you what you don't know. I remember doing the, I'm gonna I'm a call you out. I remember, I remember doing a VIP executive coaching day with Cheryl. And that's where you spend, Cheryl, was it supposed to be six hours with me? Right. <laughs> and I kept saying, um, um, but you know, who, who does this, you guys? Who does this? Who does this? Well, who does this? And I, I don't mind talking numbers. People don't talk about money when you have shame around money. I don't have shame around money, nor do I grandize money. Money doesn't define me. Money is energy. Money is dirty paper. Money is a team member. Uh, money is a t- money is the army and you are the commander in chief. Okay. That's it. So don't make money be anything other than that. Money is lines up to serve you. That's it. Mm. So we're talking about and and, and from to get me to executive coach, I don't even do this this kind of coaching again and anymore. But to get me to do that day, she paid double digits in the thousands. Right? She invested high. We get to the end of the day and now I want to talk about <laughs> sales. And money, she starts doing this. Do what you did. I don't know what I did. That was so long you ago. Know, you know what you did. You oh, I started looking at the watch. I was like, you know, you know how our, our time almost up. I know you got stuff to do. How are you going to try to kick me out after you paid off? I'm giving you extra. She was like, uh, uh, I'm done. I got my money's worth. I'm cool. I was like, oh. I said, that's not going to shut me up. I, I, I'm going to be a stand for you, even when you're not a stand for you. I'm going to keep going. And she just sat back like, gave me the stank eye, y'all. I said, just stank I don't even stink. If I'm not scared of you. That don't work with me. <laughs> you came to your big sister. <laughs> like, what? And we talked about money some more. We talked about sales some more. And so, but the reason why I was uncomfortable, because it was so far from her technician. Yep. It was, it was if she's superwoman, I was playing in, with the kryptonite mm. and getting near her. And so the way you disempower the kryptonite is you keep it in proximity until you build the muscle and it's no longer your kryptonite. So I hated sales. I hated operations. I hated the finances of my business. I hated all that because I didn't know about it. I didn't know any of it. And respectfully, I'll say this about my brother because he said it in public. We were, um, Les Brown and I, we were, uh, we donated our time for a local event in LA and we allowed people signed up for, I think it was $5,000 each. And we took 20 people who paid $5,000 each. We donated all the money to this cause and we gave them a four hour coaching session with Les Brown and I on a rooftop in Redondo beach. And when we started, I thought I should start cause he's my senior, same way Cheryl's doing me. 
right? I'm going to pay homage to him because I watched him on stage. And I said, today, you guys, we're going to coach you not only on speaking, but on marketing, on financing, on operations, on sales. We're going to coach you on all of that because you, you require all of that to be a successful entrepreneur in any business. And I said, now I want to hand it over to Les. And he didn't say anything. And I, we sat there kind of awkward for a moment. He said like three words. And he goes, now back to Lisa. And so I did this big introduction again. I tossed it back to him. He said three words again and said, and now Lisa. We went back and forth like this, you guys, in front of these people like four times. Finally, I didn't know how, I didn't know any other way to do it. And I said, I'm sorry, Les, but I feel like I shouldn't speak first, that you should, and I'll catch all the extra time that we have if we have any extra, but that you should speak first because you've been doing this much longer than me. You're my senior. I want to pay homage to you. He said, respectfully, Mm. I have to tell you that I have not been a CEO effectively. Mm. I've been a high paid, highly performing speaker. Mm. He said, you just told us we should check our numbers twice a month. And I haven't deep dived in my numbers for two years. Mm. He said, so with all due respect, look what he did. Pulled out his notepad, Mm. out his pen. He said, I need you to go first so I can learn because at the time he was 67. He said, I'm 67 and I still need to speak to get paid. Mm. He said, and I think what you're doing is something much bigger than that. And so with his, uh, with his uh, uh, blessings, I went first. Right. And he was, I mean, when I tell you guys, he was taking copious notes so you can look successful in the business. And he is successful at that time. He had generated $55 million in business. It's not what you create in business gross It's what you net in business It's what you save in business. And it's what you grow in business. And it's what you duplicate in business. How scalable are you? Can you go to an Island? and sequester on an island and your numbers still grow. Can you do that? And I'm not saying I'm the best, but what I did learn how to do is CEO. So CEO, CEO is in your operations. How do we do business? What's the culture? Even if it's the culture of just you, right? Even if you're solopreneur, entrepreneur, lonelypreneur, one person preneur, that's all good. My first Six, four, four to six years in business. It was just me and my walk-in closet. A lot of people know about the story, right? I had my pant hangers were the file holders. I would clip my manila files on the pant hangers in the closet and slide them over as I was working on the clients, y'all. And so operations are how do we do business here? What's the culture of business? How do we answer our phone here? How do we follow up with people? What, what, what's the theme? What's the theme of the energy? What's the operations like? What's the culture of your business? When you come to my live event, and some of you have, I see Gail's come and Alicia's come. You guys have come. We wild out. We educate, but we wild out. It's a, it's a fusion of an educational seminar fused with a spiritual retreat few little party. Yes. But when you come and Cheryl knows she's been on my service team, the culture of the service team, the volunteers feels like my fingerprint. That's how you scale. That's how you grow. When someone's going to volunteer at your event require that they know that. So anyway, second is marketing. 33% of your energy should be spent on your marketing. Every event you do, should have at least five feeders in it. 
And I know some of you have heard me say this before, but we don't always do all of it yet. You, you do it in piecemeal. So it's always good to keep hearing it, right? Repetition is not the mother and father of learning. Repetition is the mother, father, sister, brother, aunt, uncle, and second cousin of learning. <laughs> for, for the record, hear it 30 times. I always tell people, if you come to my event one time and think you got it, I'm, mm. I'm, I, it it's going to leave you as fast as it came because you don't pick up a little bit. And so marketing... 33% of your energy should be spent on marketing. Whenever I plan an event, and by the way, long lead plan, spend time long lead planning the trajectory of your company. I know the event that I'm going to have in February of 2022. Mm. I just did it two weeks ago. I did all of my 20, all of my 21, and then the first quarter of 2022. Now I can long lead plan. Now I know how one touches the other. Now I know if I change one, I'm going to go all the way up and see how does that change everything. I read this book once. I don't know the name right at the top of my head. I talk about it in abundance now, but it pissed me off because this white wealthy man talked about how wealthy people plan out five to 10 years, but broke people try to survive the next month. Mm. And I only can um, deduct that he pissed me off because I must've been broke. Because <laughs> if I was wealthy, I wouldn't have been mad. So I had to look at where I was. I wasn't living month to month, but I wasn't five, three to five years out either. I was like six months, 12 months. And I realized that when you're playing a bigger game, walk out two years, walk out three years. Because when you long lead plan and strategize, listen, listen, y'all hear me sis, then you really won't sweat the small stuff because you got a visual of five years out, three years out. 17 years ago, I said, I'm going to live on an island. I'm going to be surrounded by white sands and clear water. I'm going to live on an island. And I just been working it. I would go over to an island and stay for two weeks. Then I went over to an island. I stayed for a month. Then I went over to an island. I stayed for eight weeks. I just start sampling. I, I, I sampled different islands. I went to Tortola. Then I went to Turks and Caicos. Then I went to Jamaica. Then I just would sample because I'd already made that plan 17 years ago. I said, I'm going to get Jelani. I'm going to raise you and get you out. Hello. Now bring you to the island with me. Hello. I love you, son. Have a passport and a, and a credit card to come and go. Okay. Anyway, so that's the mama moment. <laughs> love it. I love it. But I have to long-term. So you want to strategize. You want a long-term plan. That's a CEO move. You also want to look at, so in operations and marketing, marketing, you want to have five feeders going into any public event. Most of us don't. So five feeders, social media, social media live would be one. Social media marketing would be two. Interviews with other people for their podcast and uh, would be three. Um, uh, uh, doing, doing keynotes in general, live keynotes when they come back, that could be four. Um, doing blog posts could be five. Doing Facebook joint venture last night. Cheryl, you were on the, the thing I did with Jelani last night. So I went on StreamYard. StreamYard allows you to go live on five accounts at the same time. Alicia, you were there. Thank you so much. I did it with Jelani to spotlight Jelani and to spotlight his event, right? And so that's a feeder. That's a, We got probably 50, 60 people registering for the event next week just from that one, that one thing. So you want to look at all the ways can you fill your event. That's marketing put on your marketing hat. And so that, that's another area. Financing, looking at your numbers. I look at my numbers once every two weeks. I deep dive into my numbers. What did I project I would spend this month? 
And then what did I actually spend this month? What did I project I would generate this month? And what did I actually generate this month? Just do two things to begin with. What was your projections, both in spending and in revenue? And what was your actual income? And this is mainly for people who you don't just have a a static income. You got a static income maybe, and you got another income that you're driving, right? You want to change the trajectory of your finances, do two things. Raise the top line and manage the bottom line, meaning increase your revenue and manage your costs. People think you make, you don't, you never make more money by cutting your costs. You just cut your costs and people think that that, that's the solution. Well, you manage your bottom line, manage the bottom line, raise the top line, right? Does that make sense? You guys, y'all with me? Thumbs up. I know I'm giving y'all a lot. I feel I'm throwing a lot out at you. And so that's, so your finances live in your finances, live in them. I got to tell you guys, and I'm going to be very transparent with you. Five years ago, I was frauded. Did you know that Cheryl? Did I tell you? Yeah. I heard you tell the story. Right. And I'm just now telling the story. Like I'm, I'm, I'm less than a year telling this story because it was too painful mm-hmm. and I was too mad mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was praying for a forgiven heart. And I was scared because when a company my size is frauded at the level I was frauded and I was frauded by someone who took my company public. So I wasn't small time frauded. I was frauded in front of the SEC. I was frauded by the consultant that took that was on Wall Street. Right. So it was just and so so above my head, I couldn't even grasp the problem to grasp the solution. All I can do is feel the betrayal and the fear. I go into my attorney's office and my attorney said, Lisa, I just got to be honest with you. Uh, uh, Violations of this magnitude to a company of your size normally takes them out. And I just looked at him and he said, how do you feel? I said, I'm fine. He said, why? I said, because I'm not normal. (laughs) What we got to do? Like you talking about normal companies. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, I'm invincible. I'm not. I was hurt y'all. I cried. My flight home was five hours and 58 minutes from New York. I cried four hours and 56 minutes. (laughs) Like I bet because I had to sit down. I had to get up. The woman sitting next to me, she touched me by the time we're about to land. And she said, ma'am, for the last two hours, I've been praying for you. Mm. I've been praying whatever is on your spirit lifts off your spirit. I cried because I had put 25 years and it makes me cry even, even talking about it right now. I put 25 years in. I knew I could do something else, but I didn't want to do anything else. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to. So I'm, and I go, I go home, you guys, and I try to dash past my son so he doesn't see me. Cause you know, we don't want our kids to see us in our brokenness. And my son is so freaking in tune. Alicia, isn't Jelani in tune? My son is so freaking in tune. My son, I just said, hey, baby, he said, how was your trip? I said, it was okay. I don't want to lie. Like, I'm trying not to lie. I'm trying not to. And I go in my room and he walked in the room after me. He says, mommy, are you okay? I said, I'll be okay. And he looked at me. He goes, you're not okay. And when I tell y'all, I didn't start crying. I fell to the floor and mm-hmm. I wailed. Mm-hmm. I wailed. I hadn't heard a sound like that coming out me because I planned for my son's future to be in this company. My son's children's future, all of the stability. I put it all in. I didn't save anything in case it didn't work. Some of you guys are still holding back on your business in case it don't work. You haven't experienced your all in. 
You haven't touched your radical yet. See, I've been living in my radical. I've been living in my non-negotiable. I'm putting it all in. If I'm going to be embarrassed, I'm going to be embarrassed publicly. If I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall hard. Because if I fly, I'm going to fly high too. Mm. Right? I have to, like, you can't fly high and not try to avoid falling hard. Like, they got to come together. You got to be willing to fall hard to fly high. You got to be willing to be embarrassed big in order to play big. Like, it just can't, there's no safety in it. So stop trying to be safe. You are safety. You are bounce back. Your mama bounce back. Your mama's mama bounce back. Your daddy bounce back. It's in your genes. It's in your bloodline to bounce back. So trust on that. And so here I am in my bedroom and I'm on the floor bawling, y'all. My son, y'all know he's 6'2". He's big. My son brings, and I, I already lost the weight, so it's easier for him to get me up. So my son bends down and he picks me up, literally picks me up, you guys. He lays me in bed and I stay in bed for what I believe to be 28 hours. And the only way I know is because he brought me dinner and then hours later, he bought me breakfast. Hours later, he brought me lunch. Hours later, he brought me dinner again. Hours later, he brought me breakfast and then I got up. But I say that to say, by no intent should my company still be around today based mm -hmm. on that. Mm. My, my attorney told me it's going to take you 18 months to fix this and it's going to cost you half a million dollars to fix it. Well, it's taken three years to fix it and it's cost $1.8 million to mm. fix it. However, let me tell you what saved me. My CEO muscle. Because I shaved off all programs that were, didn't give me a high, a high profit margin. Cheryl, you want to know why GLP went away? Because it was fun, but the profit margin wasn't high enough. Meaning I needed to keep as much money after serving people as possible to pay the attorneys, yeah. to pay the auditors. Like my audits are $350,000. Crazy. I got audited four times by the SEC. And I had to pay for it every time. It was not the technical. There's not enough speaking on the planet, y'all, that could have saved me. As good as y'all, anybody might think I am. It was the CEO. I had to learn five feeders so every program was full. Mm. I had to learn how to project my sales so that I didn't have a dip month. You know how you have a high month and a dip month? That fee spamming had to end with me. I had to learn how to make automated money, back of the head money, while I'm sleeping money, online money. I had to learn that if I give you value, I had to learn how to streamline my cost of goods, COG, write that down. I had to make sure my cost of goods were low while still exceeding your expectations. I had to learn how to ask people to serve me and to serve me for less than what their, their value and their fee was so that I can keep more. I had to be transparent. And mm. so what helped me like now my company in the last three years, we've increased our profit margin. We've increased our sales. We decreased our operational costs. I had to let go of people that I love working with, but it didn't make financial sense in this climate. I saved $1.2 million just in my operational costs over the last three years. I had to let go of people I love, Susie, Scott, you know, you know them all, Cheryl, and yeah. I love you. And so I hired them as consultants on an as-need basis versus employees. Mm -hmm. You guys see that? All of that CEO. Mm -hmm. And so Cheryl started with something powerful. Spend 2020 
saying, I want to CEO better. Your technical skill set, if you don't look at your technical skill set for the next 12 months, you will be okay. Because your CEO muscle will start building and it will begin to match your technical skill set. And then you're unstoppable. You're unstoppable. And so um, it's your sales, your financing. So finance and sales are different. Finance is studying your numbers. It's planning. It's looking at your cost of doing goods. It's looking at your revenue stream. It's looking at, oh, I might make $1,500, but after all my costs, I keep $500. How do I keep $800? That's it. Don't try to go up. How do I keep $800? That's financing. And then sales. Many of us don't like to sell. So I'm going to tell you something that a woman told me. She said, what makes you think you can give me the value you've just given me and then not give me access to get more of it because yeah. you're afraid of selling? Again, that's a self-esteem thing. Yeah. Go pull up your big girl, honey. Do the work. Hook your caboose to somebody else's train and get over that so that you can offer your value. You're not selling to take money. You're selling to give service. People should have a right to have access to your service. Now, if your service, again, is of no value, then don't sell. But if it's a value and you believe it, what I had to do was get sold out, sold out on the results I knew I could create. You got to get sold out on what you know you can do. You're still shaking, wondering, am I that good? That's self-esteem. Again, that's self-esteem. That's why, sure, that's why I started the breakthrough retreats. That's why I started doing the breakthrough retreats. I'm like, let me help folk get over yes. all the stuff that's standing between you and your giant because you're a gladiator. You're a giant. You just got to manage that part right there so you can get out of that, that part right there, get out of the way in that area. And so sales are necessary. And nobody, type in chat, nobody's going to sell your genius better than you. Come on. Nobody. Nobody. If all the years I've hired salespeople, they're good, but nobody can sell my genius better than me. That doesn't mean I want to be the, the, the lead salesperson, but it does mean that I need to champion the result I believe I create. I got to champion that. I got to be sold out on it and not in a braggadocious ego-based way, but in a way of confidence, in a way of certainty. In a court of law, you go to jail for a lifetime if they have evidence. In a court of law, you can, a criminal can walk away if they have no evidence. So if your business has already produced evidence that you can do that thing, quit questioning. Okay, sure. Quit questioning. Mary, your, your line is open. Mary Banks, thank, there you go. So you want to make sure if you got evidence, then walk and talk like you have evidence. Y'all hear me? Now I'm having yeah, a big sister I, I conversation. I, I, I don't think I don't think my tribe has ever heard me be this quiet. They probably like what what what? This is what happens when you are in the midst of genius and someone who's already forty steps ahead of you. You listen. You take notes. I, yep, I did the VIP day. I'm still taking notes. Just like Les Brown was like, well, no, no, no. Let me turn it right, back over right, to you right, because right. I think that's so, so, so important. So look, so I, I want to value your time. Um, I know you have people pulling on you and I just want to, I want to honor it. I do want to ask this last question and then I want to, I want to 
uh, give our tribe just a couple minutes if they have a pressing yeah, question. Absolutely. Here's what I'll say about the questions. Please make sure that it is a question. Please make sure that it is direct. Um, this is not the time for us to hear your entire life story, even though we would love to hear it, but we want to get through as many questions as possible. So please respect that we want to allow as many people as possible to ask a question. But my final question for you is, first of all, thank you again for the yes. And thank you for all those powerful nuggets that you just dropped. Um, I can never get, get enough of you. That's the truth. Amen. But what do you say to the person who's saying, but you're Lisa Nichols. Cause I've heard you, I've heard you just squash that saying before, but I, but, but I promise you there's someone on here who's like, but you're Lisa Nichols and you on Oprah and you've, you've been in the secret and you did, 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 did. So, so yeah, you're succeeding and you have all this stuff going on, but I'm just me. I'm just little old me. What do you say to that person, that woman? I, I say, make your commitment more powerful than your excuses. Number one. Make your commitment more powerful than because you always can find a but, but, but. If you look enough for it, you know how they talk about if you look enough for something in a relationship that make you feel a, a little a little crazy about, you're going to find it because you're looking for it. So your mind is going to create evidence to make you right all the time. So please be clear on what you want to be right about, right? So that whole butcher, Lisa, uh, there was no hookup in this journey. I trust and believe there was no hook up in this journey whatsoever. You know, the secret major overnight success was somebody forgot that it took 15 years to get to the secret, right? Chicken soup for the soul. Uh, all, I, I, I'm willing to hear no more than most. That's the first thing. Be willing, become intimately connected with two things, no and fear. Neither are your enemy. Neither. Both are working on your behalf. No lets you know, N-O lets you K-N-O-W, that you either need to do more work, do more research, get more partnership, get more coaching, or take more time. No is feeding you information. So don't make no mean something. No is not attached to your self-worth. People know, if they say no, I'm gonna feel bad. No, no, let's be clear. If they say no, and that, all, and that sends you in a spiral, just the word no, then that's some self-esteem stuff. Mm. I'm going to keep saying it, you guys, because I, I, I stay in self-esteem work. I stay in it because I know me. I know who I'm working with. And then the other thing is fear. People wait. The belief system is that you're waiting until you're not afraid to leap. Mm. Why Lisa? Why Lisa here? Why my life is there? Because I became intimately connected with fear. And I said, well, since you're still here, hello, since you ain't going nowhere, we going to leap. And, and I got to tell you, so I just got to say this. Um, I, one of my favorite people of all times um, is Viola Davis. My, just like, she's just that chick for me. Like, like, I saw her at a Black woman in Hollywood event. It was a private event. 200 A-list, A-list uh, act, Black actresses uh, uh, in Hollywood all in the room. And I'm sitting in the room with them. And I'm just like, the, the, the Oprah's right there at the lunch table and Viola Davis and Angela Bassett. And I'm like, and I had that moment. How did I get here? Right. Well, did I get here? Right. And Viola Davis stands up and just gives this riveting, you know, that riveting speech where she cries, not come out. And you just all like you crying. It was just crazy. It was amazing. And I and 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 um, so people are talking now about doing the Lisa Nichols life story, sort of like the pursuit of happiness. Right. Mm -hmm. Quiet as it's kept. Y'all don't talk about it. Don't post it. I'm still like getting used to the concept. And they asked me, who would I feel comfortable playing me? 
And I started naming all these actresses and they were like, no, that's a B-list. No, that ain't good enough. No, she ain't good enough. And I'm naming all these, you know, people you barely know. And they were like, no. And then someone said, who do you think you can't get? Mm. Ooh, talk about them limiting belief. I mm. said, Viola Davis. It just dropped out right there. Viola Davis. Mm. Two weeks later, someone sends me a link. Y'all can go online and see a YouTube. Viola Davis is being interviewed by Tom Hanks. It's called Actors Interviewing Actors or something. Mm. And about 27-ish minutes in, I don't know quite the minutes in, Viola Davis says, y'all get ready. She says, it's like this Famous motivational speaker, Lisa Nichols says, you got to leap holding fear in one hand and courage in the other. You just got to leap. Y'all, y'all, y'all. I was, I was like, did she say my name? Hold on, rewind. It felt more exciting than meeting Oprah. I was like, Viola Davis said my name. But to her point, to my point, to our point, take fear with you. Mm. Pack fear in the backpack. Pack fear in the luggage, pack fear in the roll on and say, oh, since you're here, we're going there. Oh, by the by. And so people sure think that I did something exceptional. What I did was I took fear with me. Mm. I also was willing to fail a thousand times, y'all. I was willing to fail. Fail, y'all, fail. Type in chat, I'm willing to fail. I'm just going to fail forward. Mm. Be willing to fail. Just fail forward. And failing forward says you pick up the lessons from that experience and you add them to the next effort. That's it. Yes. You, uh, Arlana, you pick up. But okay, so here's what I learned. Here's what I learned. Here's what I learned. I, I just spent $1.8 million learning how to do better due diligence. Mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> I, I'm really clear on how to do due diligence now. And so... <laughs> And so uh, I'm going to, if you guys are okay with it, I'm going to go about five minutes after the hour. If you guys are okay, so you can get more questions in. Does that sound good with you guys? My staff will call me and then they'll realize I'm ignoring their <laughs> They won't be like me, like, um, 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 yeah, they won't yeah. do that. Yeah, no, this, this tribe won't do that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are, you are just a blessing. You are so refreshing to my soul. I love you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, and ain't nothing you can do about it. Uh, <laughs> I ain't trying to do nothing about it. <laughs> I want to shout out an amazing woman. I don't know if she's still with us, but her name is Peggy Morris. And she is the reason that I finally got to meet you because she extended the invitation for me to come to the Power Networking Conference back in 2011. Oh, Peggy's um, here. Wave if you're here, Peggy. Yes, if Peggy's still here, that would be awesome. I, but I, I want to give her love because she was one of my biggest supporters. Like, like when I was broke, broke and working in the closet, um, she had a community and she would say, Cheryl, come on in. And I had a book. I had one book and she would have a, a monthly session and she would say, we're going to take a page from your book. And that's going to be the topic for our discussion this month. And then she would call me the next month. She said, we're going to take another page from your book and we, that's going to be our topic. And then she would let me sell it. my books at the events. I and that it. is that's that fueled my little economy that I was building, trying to build at that time as a new entrepreneur who really Amen. was clueless. So I love you, Peggy Morris. Thank you so much for being a part of my life and introducing me to Dr. George Frazier and the Power Networking Conference so that I could have that divine connection with Lisa. So I just love you. I love you. I love you. All right, y'all. Uh, go ahead, because I can tell Lisa all day how much I love her. She already knows that. If you have a question, could you please go ahead and raise your hand? We don't just want people to jump in, but you can either type the question in the feed or you can raise your hand 
and to raise your hand. Where are my two? I want to. I want to also honor my two leaders who are a part of the EE squad: Leona, Leona Carter, and Ingrid Lamore Thomas. Where y'all wave, wave your hands? So What's up? When you talk about um, hey, leaders who are are reflective of you and what you bring and your energy. These two ladies have stepped up to be leaders in the EE squad. Yes, I love them. Everybody's typing in EE squad. If you're already a member, type EE squad. If you are not a member, shame on you. You better come join us in the community. Um, But if you have a question, I don't see any hands raised. How do we raise the hand? Leona, do you know? You can click on reactions and then click on hand. I just did mine. You can do that. (laughs) Yeah, so there's a a reaction um, button. Also at the um, at the bottom of the chat, you can raise your hand. Yeah. Actually, click raise your hand. Okay, so so if while well, everybody's figuring that out, uh, oh, so M, hey M M, how are you? Hashtag I am not uh, I am not Amy. I'm not Amy. <laughs> yes. Uh, so M M says, do you still have coaches and mentors, Lisa? Great question. Oh yes. Oh, I, I'm a firm believer that any area in your life that matters requires someone to be 10 to 20 steps ahead of you to keep you moving. Um, and so, yes. So I have a coach and mentor in my health and wellness um, because that's really important for me right now. Um, I also have health and wellness and spirituality. Um, just learning how to just constantly do the breath work um, and to um and to stay centered and to stay close to God as I walk uh, so many different uh, directions. Um, I don't have a business mentor right now. Um, uh, I feel really solid in that area and I wanna get to a certain place inside my, but I always have, am planning to get another one always in my life. So what I do is I look at a strategy and I say, do I, do I know how to get there? And if I don't know how to get there, I immediately go get someone that can help me get there. And mm-hmm. so the current strategy that I have I know how to get there. I've done it before. It's just a new time, new numbers, new people. And so on the other side of that, um, and in Hollywood, because I'm now being asked to do lifestyle things in Hollywood and do brand alignment, I got an, I got three mentors in that, in that uh, space, all game changers and, and heavy hitters. And so they surround me. We meet every Monday for 30 minutes and I just sit and listen. I don't say a word. And then sometimes I go, no, I'm I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> and then they start breaking down. This means this, and this means this, and this means this. I'm like, okay. And then we hang up and literally I'm real big. If I'm a good teacher, it's because I'm a phenomenal student. Mm. I am a a phenomenal student. So I go into student mode. I get my notepads out. I repeat, I repeat what my teacher taught me. This is what you said last time. And this is the homework you told me. And this is the action step you told me. Uh, That's D. Just so you know. You can make a lot of money. D, you need to mute yourself. No, they muted her. Um, and so, and so I repeat back what my coaches taught me. And then I tell, I love action work. So I love, what do I need to walk away and do? Give me something to do. And then I come back and tell them, this is what I did. And I've gotten a lot of mentors to invest in me longer than they planned to go further than me because I was such a hungry and dutiful and Mm -hmm. in action student. Um, Mm -hmm. and now as a coach for years, what happens is I see my students who are in action more than those who are loud. I see the ones who are in action. They come back and say, I did this, 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 this. I get excited. Oh, okay. So let me tell you, I will, sure I want to, I'll say, welcome me to the bathroom. Yep. Welcome me down the hallway. 
I'll, I'll push my security out the way. Walk with me. Hold on. Let me tell you what to do next. Cause now I know you onto something cause yep. you're in action versus just collecting data. Some of us are information junkies. Come on, y'all. Just out yourself. We got information that's so available to us that we get excited and we just keep collecting it. But I want you to be an implementation junkie. I'm implementing. Collect and implement. Collect and implement. Collect and implement. Collect and implement. That's what I I want you to really focus on. We're so excited that you were able to tune into today's conversation on Elevation Entourage podcast. Make sure you take a moment to share this episode with a friend. And until next time, Keep elevating your mindset, your money, and your impact.